We're going to go to the book of Mark, chapter 10, and verse number 46 to 52. Mark, chapter 10, 46 to 52. And the Bible reads there, Then they came to Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted, all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped. Come on, somebody. When you, you see, that's why the church people tell you to shout, you should shout because sometimes when you shout, it stop Jesus. Hallelujah. Is that Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside. He jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Here's what Jesus asked him. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately. Immediately. He received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Hallelujah. Anybody who's ever purchased a car would know that when you purchase a car, you got to get insurance. And one of the things the insurance offer you as a side thing is they said, our insurance gives you roadside assistance. And what that simply means is that if you, and then they got things like AAA and all of that. What that means is that uh, if you're driving a car, anticipate that at some point this car is going to give you some type of problem. And when I was younger and I was in college, I had a lot of problematic cars. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. That's how I know my wife was meant to be with me because she stuck with me through all those cars. You know, I'm talking about cars that used to fishtail on the street when you're driving. It's building faith. People want to know, why is your car not staying on the road? I said, that's the way the Lord gets you to trust him. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and then there was one car. The starter would always go, and I'd have to come out. Somebody told me, they said, if you bang on the starter, it, yuck. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. They said it'll start up. So I said, I'm not changing the starter. As long as I could bang on it, I'm going to save me some. So she was sitting there. We would hang out. And I'd be like, hold on. I'd be right back. Pop that trunk for me. When I say start, start. Bang, bang. Yeah, this, this true, wasn't it? Yeah, she stayed with me through all that. Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all have told us, leave that boy. <laughs> but when you're driving and the car breaks down, you get a flat tire, something happens, it Makes you got to pull over. It's frustrating because you can't go. You pull over and you need some roadside assistance. And today, I want to talk to you about 
roadside assistance. Can we pray? Father, I thank you for your word. It is blessed. I thank you for who you are. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory in this house. And I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would move among your people in this room. Father, I thank you that you are our God and you're more than able to do mighty things. We put an expectancy on you today, Father, to move among us, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible talks here about a man by the name of Bartimaeus. And the first thing the Bible tells us about him is that he was blind. Something happened to him that put him and caused him to be at a roadside. I don't know about you, but there are things in life that will happen that eventually will at some point in your life put you at a roadside in your life. Uh, 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 it might be some people get married and the love of your life, I hate to say it, but not all people remain the love of your life. I've seen situations go bad where people end up in divorce and they're placed at a roadside. I've seen people have a, a, a great expectancy in a career or something in a ministry and something happened that puts them at a roadside. And what happens when you're at a roadside? A roadside works like this. Whenever your car breaks down, the most frustrating thing is to watch every car go by to their destination. But guess what? Everybody's moving. Everybody's going and you want to go, but you can't go. I don't know about you, but there are things in your life that will hit you from time to time that will put you to where you feel like my life is going nowhere. The Bible says that this man had a condition that caused him to be in a position that he wasn't moving. And I don't know about you today, but if you're in a position where you feel like your life is not moving, you need some roadside assistance. Here's my first point to you. Your value is not determined by your situation. Because I want you to know today that even though you might have issues that is happening in your life, you are not your issue. Don't ever allow the enemy to cause you to become uh, 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 identified with your issue. Whatever's happened to you has happened to you, but it doesn't have to become you. I am not my failure. Who am I talking to in here? Uh, you, you, you need to hear that. There's some people, listen, I don't know who you are, but you're going to fail. You're going to fail the Lord. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make errors. But it's not about identifying with the errors. It's about getting up and moving past where you fail. Your value is not your situation. As a matter of fact, I've oftentimes had to tell myself that. I'm in a better place in life now, but I don't know about you. Have you ever had people knock on your door and say, Sir, is there anybody in here that's dependent on any machines to live? And you say, No. Why are you asking me that? Oh, because we're about to cut your lights off and your situation told you that you ain't got nothing going on in your life. But then you have to look and say, The devil is a liar. I am not my situation. This will change. 
Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Hallelujah. You are not your circumstance. This man is blind. He's at a roadside. He isn't going anywhere, but there's a God that is about to pass by. Hallelujah. 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 And I want you to know that you are not. Don't ever identify. Don't. And let me say it this way. Don't ever let your identity become your situation. You understand? Some people like, here's the thing. Some people will never change because they like the attention they get from the situation. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all know there's always a story I tell. There's a, a brother that, that he hurt his, his, his foot, and, and every time there was time for prayer for healing, he would never go up. To, to the altar and, and so, so somebody's trying to say why don't he ever go man the lord will heal him they found out that uh he was getting unemployment uh, 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 uh what would they call it workers comp as a result so he ain't want to be healed he he liked he he, he liked the, the issue because the issue was was a benefit to him some of us like the attention from some of our issues some of us never want to change because we like, we like the fact that people give us some negative attention. But I don't know about you, but that's not no way to live. That's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have workers comp when I can work and get more. Y'all hear what I'm saying in this place? I don't want, I don't want those type of, uh, 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 some, people like, some people like when people call them and, and uh, they, they like to walk around. Nobody likes me. They just love to say that, you know, everybody's against me. Stop looking and trying to live in these. Stop identifying. You know, I was abused. Okay, you were abused. Guess what, guys? That's tough. I sympathize with you. But there are so many people that have been through what you've been through, and they've gotten up from where you've gotten up. The thing is not to identify with it and let it become your identity. Some people make their whole issue, their whole life, their, their issue and what has happened to them. You will never see God's fullness if you just hold on. to. You can't hold on to the junk and ask God to heal you. You got to let go of it. I am not my past. I am not what uh, uh, the things the enemy has tried to do to me. I am not what my situation says I am. My value is in who he says I am today. And somebody needs to remember that today. Hallelujah. Listen. Here's the second point. Disappointments are inevitable, but discouragement is a choice. You're going to get disappointed in life. Things aren't always going to go the way you want it to go. Come on, somebody. You make your plans and your plans, you, you, you know, listen, this is how we think. We think, come on, work with me here. You, you, you wake up and you say, you know what, this is how I want life to go. I want to when I'm, you know, when you're young, I want to go to this school. I want to graduate. I want to go to this college. I want this career. And then after I get into that career, I want, to, I, want to, I want to pick the perfect mate. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Single people. I'm going to help you all. What y'all want to pick? Y'all want what? 5'9 or 9'5? 6'8. <laughs> Somebody's on point. Hallelujah. The Lord heard you. 6'8. Six, six, That's kind of. You're trying to be in the NBA. Hallelujah. Your husband going to come to church like pray for him, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Six, eight, uh, 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 and, 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 and you want perfect kids? You, want the, you already know how you want them to look? Come on, some of you go as far as the... the, the Y'all know, God, I want them to look this way, and they're going to grow up, and they're going to go to this perfect school, and my kid is going to play uh, a basketball, and then they're going to graduate, and then they're going to... And, 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 and then we're going to just live life happy, and I'm going to... But life don't go like that. 
Life don't go like that. You, 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 <laughs> you graduate and uh, you, you plan to go to a good college. You go to college and, uh, and then you come out with student loan debt. Hallelujah. That, amen. Hallelujah. Then, then the person that you finally meet, hallelujah, that was 6'8", turned out to be a jerk nine. Hallelujah. <laughs> y- y'all know what I'm saying in this place. Come on, somebody. And, and, and they, they, they break your heart. And then when you finally get married, the kid that you wanted, you know that's growing up good and going to school good and all of that uh, uh, by the time they reach high school they 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 are uh, they are they just wayward hallelujah they smoking weed you think it's a new cologne you like that, that what's that smell you always wearing it's weed hallelujah he's a weed head your kid is a weed that smell in the room that's funny let me help you it's weed hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you want to know what's happening to the kid and life go all types of ways and, and you will have disappointments it is inevitable the things you plan the way you the way I plan for you the way you play listen when I was you know and this is the kingdom choice awards weekend when I was planning my music I thought every Christian rapper thought they were going to be the one and what we mean by that is I'm going to be the one who's going to blow the thing up and then you realize nobody really liked Christian rap you, you, you out here on an island on your own. You plan in your career. You plan. You got big dreams. You got, you got, y'all ain't talking to me today. You got, but life don't go that way. And when those disappointment hits and they will hit, you got a choice to make. I can be discouraged or I can do like David did at Ziklag and encourage myself in the Lord. Yes, this is disappointing, but God is still with me in this. And I like this story with Bartimaeus because the Bible took time to tell you that he's the son of Timaeus. Timaeus means honor. He's the son of honor. The son of honor doesn't look very honorable, blind, with a dirty coat on him at a roadside, clanking for money. Please, somebody help me, help me, help me. He couldn't see. He couldn't see. But his situation is a liar. His situation could have told him that there's nobody that wants to help him. But I want you to know that that day, the Bible said Jesus was passing by that's the God we serve that no matter where you are in life nobody might want to come to where you are y'all ain't hear what I'm saying there are people that will never come to where you are they'll never look in your direction they'll never care for you because of what has happened in your life but there's a God who will come wherever and the Bible says he heard Jesus was passing by and he couldn't see He couldn't see, he couldn't see, he couldn't see, he couldn't see, but he could hear. And I want you to know today, it is not what you don't have that God will bless you with. It's what you have. Too many of us are looking at what we don't have in order to complain. This man could have simply said, Jesus is passing and I can't see him. The Bible says he didn't, he couldn't see, but when he heard Jesus was passing. Here's my question to you today. What is in your hands that you are overlooking that you can give to God that he can use from your life? 
What is it that you have? God cannot bless the book you didn't write. God can't bless the CD you never made. Hallelujah. God can't bless the things that you've never done, uh, 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 handed to him. When, when Moses met him, he, he, Moses gave every reason why he can't be used. He said, I can't be used because of this. I can't talk. I can't, you know. And God said, Moses, just answer me one question. What is it that you have in your hand? He said, a rod. He said, that's all I need. It's bugged to me that God used a rod and a, a staff to deliver these people. And, and it's almost like my theological mind is like, did, 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 did God on purpose wanted to use this rod and staff? Or, or did God, because that was what was in his hand, made something out of what was it? I, 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 because that rod became symbolic when they put it in it started representing the cross and all types of things like how, he didn't even know that what was in his hand was symbolic for what was to come in Jesus and my question to you is what is it that you have in your hands that you could use that God wants from your life that you don't give to him because you're busy looking at all I don't have well God I don't have money I don't have this I don't have that I don't have friends I don't have what do you have Everybody got something they can give to God. The, the thing is, here's the problem with believers. We don't never want to give what we have to God until God give us what we want to give to him. Some people will never use their gift and their talent for the Lord until they get, get it perfect on the way they want it to be first. And you can't live like that. You got you to say to God, God, this is what I am. This is all I have to offer. Because let me tell you what I know about God. God specializes in... You see, when, when it's souped up and it's too good, God will say, I can't use it. You know why? Because you're going to want to take the credit. You're going to want to take the glory. If you come and hand it to me uh, all finished and nice, you're going to want to say, well, it really wasn't God. I kind of did all of this. God loves taking things that are trash and saying, all right, hand that to me. Let me take that and use it. Oh, to God be the glory for all the good things he's done. It's like when my kids do art. When Savannah, hallelujah, used to do her. She was always an artist. All of them were always artists. But when they were kids, they couldn't draw the way they draw now. Hallelujah. Y'all know when your kids come home. From kindergarten, mommy, I drew you a picture. And who is it of? You. And you like. Why, why I look like that? Why? And you know, those pictures got a hint of reality. You know what I'm saying? If, if your neck's short or something, they draw you. you like, well, mommy, you got a short neck. I know I got a short neck, but you ain't supposed to tell me. You know what I'm saying? Mommy, why? why you draw the whole family daddy short. Why that daddy? And the picture bugged. Or they come and they draw and say, what is this? This the world. And the world don't look like the world. But they gave it to you because it was a picture for you. You know what I used to do? Still do. Some of them are still there in the house. You would take that picture and pin it up right on the fridge. Everybody come to your house. What's that? That's a picture my kid drew. Because I'm proud of their work because it's, it's, it's my child. And that's what, the, in, a, in, in, in a simple way like that, that's the same thing that our God does. He takes what you give to him, you give it to him, it's no good. But he says, give it to me and I'm going to take this 
This same thing that everybody said was nothing. And when I'm done, it'll be displayed in front of the world. The world will be looking like, why is that on display? It's broken. It's busted. It's no good. Oh, but it's connected to a God who is able to take broken. Who's broken in this room? I'm trying to tell you that if you're in broken, there's a God that has come in your way. And he's able to take broken things and pick it up. Adversity is just a bridge for a deeper relationship with God. Every time you go through something, it's an opportunity to connect to God in a greater way. Come on, somebody. And look, I want you to know that your life can change. Whenever you hear life can change, we always think of it in a negative aspect. But I want to say this to everybody in this room today. For the believer... Your life can and it will change. We don't serve a God that takes you backwards. He goes from chaos to order. In the beginning, the world was without form and void. And God from darkness created a world. And if your life is chaotic, you serve a God who will and he can and he will change your life. If you believe that today. And this man Bartimaeus. He was there. He couldn't see. But he could hear. And he begun to call on Jesus. But I want you to notice. What he says. He refers to Jesus. And he begins to shout. Jesus. Now he could have stopped there. The Bible took time to tell you. That he's the son of honor. But looking dishonorable. And when he shouts, he shouts who he is the son of. Son of David. Which tells me something about Bartimaeus. That he's not just a blind man who's dumb. He got a little something to him. Because he's not only addressing Jesus and calling his name. But he's addressing the fact. That he is not no ordinary man. See that term son of David was a direct reflection that he must be the Messiah. And for some reason that shout was different from every other shout. And when he began to say, son of David, you are the one that was prophesied about. You are Jesus the Christ. And this is what he says following that. Have mercy. If you're an ordinary man, there's no need to ask you for mercy. But I know who you are. I know who you are. Jesus son of David and I wish we had people in this room hallelujah my brother said it when he was up here rapping you can't be talking about this God for so long and not believe that he is able to have mercy and move in your life this is the God that is the life God feel like preaching in this house 
This is the God that changes circumstance. This is the God that brings healing. This is the God that makes a way where there's no way. This is a God that goes to a Red Sea and parts it. This is a God that shuts the lion's mouth. This is the God that heals people. This is the God that opens doors. Here's a blind man. He can't see. His life is going nowhere. And all he needed to hear was the son of David is passing by. And he immediately said, that's opportunity. That is all the connection I need. That is everything that I need in my life. And I cannot tell somebody in this room who might be going through and wondering where your life is. All you need to know is that Jesus is passing by. I don't know what the doctor told you this week, but Jesus is in this room. I don't know what the doctor told you in this room, but the, the, the God I serve is in this room. Listen, I'm telling you, cancer got to bow in the name of Jesus. Oh, he's either a healer or... You, you understand? I understand. I understand theologically God's will is, you know, he, he does whatever he wants and all of that. But as long as I'm still on this planet, I still believe that I'm going to pray for healing and that he's healed. He's a healer. If he chooses not to heal, that's up to him. But I know that God... Hall- He's more than able, so I'm not going to walk around and try to play him to decide whether he heals or not. I'm not. One time I was in a church, Brinson, and this is what they prayed. A baby was dying. That, they got up and prayed, Lord, whether you want to heal or not, we know we leave it up to you. I said, what in the world? That's like my son coming to me and say, Dad, whether you want to buy me the iPad or not is up to you. Up to me. I ain't buying nothing. You leave something up. But if you come to me as a son and say, Dad... I know it's your choice, but I know you're able. I know you got deep pockets, Dad. I see how you killed at the kingdom choice. You must got something. Dad, Dad, you the man. And he starts swagging me up like that. I'm like, how many iPads you need, bro? You need a MacBook Pro, too. You getting we, what you need. What? There's a difference. And when you go to God, I know it's God's choice. But when I go before the throne, I'm coming to him telling him, God, can't say nothing for you. My depression ain't nothing for you to lift. These doors that are blocking me ain't nothing for you to kick open. Whether you want to or not is up to you. But I know you're able. When you begin to pray like that, hallelujah, something happened. You don't believe me? You don't believe me? This man been blind and all he did was shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And when you begin to praise, what happened to him is what's going to happen to you. People going to say, it don't take all of that. The Bible says the crowd begun to rebuke him and tell him, shut your mouth. Why are you bothering the master? And right now, there's some theologians that are watching us. There's some people in this room that are so deep in the, you so deep in the Bible. You, you stuck in Amos and Habakkuk, like, that you're looking around, I, you know, it's cool that they're worshiping like this, and they want to shout. That's not really where the victory is. They need to understand
I've lived to watch them same people say, you know, I don't believe there's a God anymore. You think yourself right out this Bible if you think too hard. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying in this place, boy. And what, well, here's my point. There are people who will tell you it don't take all of that worship and all that shouting. It don't take all that dedication. It don't, they'll try to quiet you down. And they tried to tell you, don't do that. But I like Bartimaeus. The Bible said the more they try to quiet him down is the more he shouted. The more they said, don't, don't talk. The master ain't got time for you. Is the more he said, shut your mouth. Jesus, wherever you are, where, don't. In other words, this is my moment, man. This is my season. Here's the other thing. We always, we in a church, the church got more seasons than New York. The Bible says to everything there's a season, which is true, right? The life is seasonal. But let me tell you something. The season for God moving in your life is all the time. My man said, this is my moment, and I'm not going to let the Lord pass by. You know how many people, I'm sure wherever he was, he wasn't the only man begging there. Because usually, when people are in a situation, they hang with each other. That's why you see gossipers together. Ooh, hallelujah. You know, people who like to talk about other people always find each other. And then they're always one in the room like, I don't gossip, I just listen. Your ears is a great gossiper. I'm going to say that slowly. You ain't always got to be the one talking, but lending an ear is a problem. Gossipers find each other. Broke people find each other. Broke... And broke people get together and say the reason we broke is because it's, you know, there are things that we, if we had the opportunities. Where I've seen people come to this place and scrub toilets and turn their life around. And they didn't even have Jesus. And we who got Jesus. In a country where they give money away to inflate themselves. Them jokers got so much money. they pray. You see, that's the difference between them. But can we talk? People say, what's the difference between American debt and all the other country debt? The difference is that all the other country is in debt to us or China. We in debt to ourselves because when we borrow money, we print it. We are so, imagine you in debt to you. That's how blessed this nation has been. And in the middle of all of that, we sit back and say, it's so hard out here. They give food away by the tons in this country. I told y'all last week, y'all didn't want to say. I went on, Sister Sherry said, yo, that was crazy what you did. I said, what? She said, when you ask everybody who got a cell phone, and everybody got a cell phone brand new. 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000. Every cell phone is about $1,000 in this room. We got about $100,000 in this room right now in phones. That's how blessed this place is. And still broke people get together and say, you know, this country, 
this country so bad, I heard people walking from South America to get here. The other day they said, we're going to do a story on somebody who walked from South America and how harsh we are to him. I'm like, y'all could have just told him he could have taken a plane. He ain't at the, what is in here? Y'all ain't going to say nothing now because politics got y'all and y'all like, is he going to go against my party? I know you're like, oh my, don't mess with my party. If you talk about Joe Biden, I'm in trouble. I don't care about none of them. None of them didn't help me. Rocket Kingdom choice last night. That was God. Yeah, yeah, you understand what I'm saying? But this place is so black. Broke people get together. That's why you got to, if you want to really know where you are, look who you hanging with. And if you say, I don't hang with nobody, you in a whole lot of trouble. That means whatever your issue is, don't nobody got that. <laughs> you just, you, you know, in, the, in high school, you had the bloods and the crips, and then there was a dude nobody messed with. You that dude. <laughs> Here's my point. They hung with each other. So I got to assume that there's other people in the same condition that's like him. And as he's screaming, they telling him to be quiet. And not one of them is shouting what he's shouting. And there's people that come in this room week after week. But you ain't connecting with God. Because there's no real recognition of who he is. And that he's really able. There's people that come in this room because you like an inspirational word. If all you get is an inspirational word but you never get connected to Jesus, then you're missing the point. You got to get connected to Jesus. And this man begun to shout. And they said, be quiet. And the more he shouted, and that shout reached Jesus. And the Bible said, Jesus said, call him. And immediately when, they, when Jesus said, call him, the same people that just said to shut up said, he's calling you, get up. <laughs> Have you ever been down? And everybody then pay attention to you. Watch when you get up. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Hallelujah. That's why you got to be careful how you treat people. My father used to say the same people that you see on the way up, on the, on the way down, on the way. I'm going to do a Joe Biden right here. Y'all know the thing. Falling apart up here. Y'all know the thing. Tell pastor to start turning off the media. The same people you see on your way up, be careful. Because on the way down. I remember I used to dish you. 
I remember you were too good for a phone call. And you start to treat people good, man. Do you know how many times as a pastor I'm sitting there and my mind is in Jupiter and somebody's talking to me? And you say, what do you mean by that? It, it means I've, I'm drained. I've poured out all I can. And somebody is trying to talk to me. And, and I really just want to say, leave me alone. But I say, God, give me grace. Because maybe this five minutes that I spend with this man or this woman can change their entire life. Sometimes it's easy to be arrogant. Come on, y'all. Especially when somebody don't have nothing they could offer you. And treat them anyhow. And the same people that told them to shut up was now saying, get up. That's why you could never, ever live according to people. I'm going to tell you all something very real for me right now. I've dedicated almost three decades of my life doing what is called Christian hip-hop. That's what it is. I've toured the world. I remember in my early days being around people that shunned me. My wife will attest to this. We sat in rooms where you wanted to just talk and build with people and they treated you like you were Judas. <laughs> they treated you like you're not deep enough. You are, your theology don't line up and you, and they treated you a certain way. I've lived that. I've lived that. I know what it's like to be rejected. I know what it's like to, to know what God has given you and to know how you feel about things and to know men just look at you. I've had people just look at me and don't like me because of how I look. Y'all know y'all do that to people. Come on. You see somebody be like, I don't like how he look, bro. <laughs> Something about this dude I don't like. I've whispered things to my wife. I've had people don't just for no reason don't. That's just life. That is just what life presents to you. And I've lived to watch God. In those moments I said. And I thank God for his goodness. Because when you're around that type of. When you're around a lot of voices. You tend to want to change and think something's wrong with you. See, if you don't know God's voice, you'll actually shut up your praise. And I thank God that I never listened to any of what everybody else was saying. I just trusted that he who, he who called me was able to do what he wanted to do in my life. I have lived... To see those same people that went on the way up had to catch me while they were coming down. But you give grace. And you don't let who they are become who you are. 
Be careful that the thing you hate is not what you become. Who am I talking to in this room? My wife left me. She don't and she did. My husband left me. He's a cheater. He's a dog. He's, he's a bad man. He's a bitter man. Two years later, you still bitter and angry. And every man is a dog. And everything you hate about him, you're becoming isolated. Nobody could tell you. Be careful. You don't. Be careful you don't become so religious that you got so much to say against the church and pastors and everything. Make sure you are Jesus the Christ. It's, I know we live in the internet world. It's open season on pastors. People go home. People, not y'all, other churches. People who own house ain't in order. Want to tell how the house of God should be ordered. I mean, from the physical house ain't in order. Dishes sitting there for six days and going to talk about this church. They need to put an air freshener in here when you walk in. When I walk in your house. From the physical to the spiritual aspect. Wife, husband don't get along. Children crazy. Everybody crazy. This pastor ought to be speaking about more of the spirit. You ought to be speaking about. I'll take your advice. Be careful. That's why the Bible says, before you try to clean anybody else up and take the beam out there, you got a big giant log in yours. That's why I don't spend my life trying to fix people. I advise people and tell them the word of God. The only person I spend my life trying to fix is me. It got real quiet in here, y'all. And this man said, the Bible said he shouted more and he stopped Jesus with his shout. And Jesus said, what do you want from me? What is it that you want from Jesus? What a question that Jesus would ask a man. Who's blind? I mean, isn't it obvious? Not every person that's saying what they want, motive is really true. There are people that's going to ask God to come out of blindness, and he's going to keep them there for a longer time. Because he knows that if I let you out, something worse is going to happen. Y'all ain't want to hear that. There are some people who are making requests, but their motive ain't right. 
This man said, I want to see. And Jesus said, go. And immediately his faith had caused him to be healed. When did he ever display faith? When he said those words, son of David. What separated him from his peers was simply this. A recognized recognition of who Jesus was in his life. And a recognition of Jesus will always lead to your deliverance. In every situation in your life. Before you recognize the problem. Before you recognize the complaining. Before you recognize the devil. Before you recognize anything. Recognize Jesus is in everything. And that recognition is what will bring your deliverance. The beauty is he started on the roadside begging. But the scripture said that when he was done, he was now following Jesus along the way. You see the goal, hallelujah, oh gosh, is not just to get up off the road and just go anywhere. The reason God gives you roadside assistance is to give you a perfect, purposeful destination. And what is that destination? Following Him. God is not going to deliver you for you to do nonsense. He's going to bring you out so that you can follow Him. I'm done. Blindness means not to see. And I could imagine for the first time when I'm seeing, I would want to see anything in this. If I've never seen colors, I've never hear people talk about the beach and what it looks like in Waikiki and the Grand Canyon and the, the views of the world and you go to Greece and overlook and you give me back sight, I want to go see everything. This man, when he got his sight, said, I've seen everything. And it's right in front of me. He didn't run to see the Grand Canyon. He didn't run to see. He didn't run. To, the only place he wanted to go was after I've seen. In other words, he truly got his sight. And a lot of people want to see, but they don't want to see. And my prayer is that in this building, that as Jesus passes by every Sunday, that you would be able to see who he is. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes in this place. Thank you, Lord.